You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy. Welcome to Carly's Couch. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for being here, Carly Carpio. Glad to see you. Nice to see you too, Alexia Clincy. You can't even say my shit. Yes, I can. I say it like that because that's oh, how you say emphasis. it. I when have you're, to. When you're emphasizing, Alexia Clincy. Alexia Clincy. Because yeah. you have you can't say X without it sounding Alexia like that. Alexia Clincy. But that Look sounds kind of country. Yeah, see? Clancy. <laughs> Clancy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, this podcast is all about being a good person and a better person and living a good life. And I would say that the key to receiving and the key to enjoying yourself really can be like giving other people and helping other people to feel good, um, taking care of people around you, et cetera. Um, and I feel like we see those principles in um, like if you grew up in church or if you're in a fraternity or sorority, um, where else? Or maybe just if you have a family that does a lot of giving back. Yeah, but I was about to say, your dad gives back a lot too. Mm-hmm. But volunteering is important. Making some kind of an impact is important. Um, and so we want to talk about um, just the different ways that we can give back or how you can make an impact. Yeah, especially um, right now when there's seemingly even more going on and you know all of us are stuck at home um even though you know some people open up beaches and stuff again but for the most part we're all stuck at home um and so it's like okay well what can we do to give back what are some ways but even thinking about the physical limitations of being stuck in a house like how else can we use our gifts and other things to make the world a better place mm-hmm. so before we start um getting into the episode we're going to read a review mm-hmm would you like to read so, it? So, yes, it is a five-star review. Bow. If you haven't left us one, please do. Um, something I didn't realize I needed. Ladies, thank you so much for being my friends. In my head, we homies. I have convos with every week. I know we don't talk often because I got 50, 11 kids, mm-hmm. but you both keep me sane. You keep me in the know, and we discuss we discuss often about the topics that you post. Thank you for being an amazing part of my me time. You keep me grounded and entertained. Sending good vibes and blessings, Randall. Who is Randall? That's my homegirl, Melinda. Oh, I was like, low-key sound creepy talking no, about... No, that's a nickname. <laughs> we discuss often, like, we do? <laughs> um, no, so she told me that... Uh, in so real she life runs, or, like, on social in media? In real life. No, no, um, this is my, my homegirl from high school. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, one of my homies from Oklahoma. She owns a daycare, so that's why she has 50, 11 kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, I think she discusses, like, with her sister and some of her employees. Oh, like, cool. she listens all the time. Um, Melinda, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. I am your homegirl. Lex is just your homegirl in your head, but... <laughs> She's pretty cool sometimes. I, look, I just wanted to know, like, is this if it's somebody on social media, you gotta connect the dots for me. Now, Randall is a nickname. I'll be seeing. Randall okay. is a nickname from high school. Um, my nickname from high school from her is Big Hungry, because <laughs> I'm always hungry, um, always down to get some some food. So, but we appreciate you. <laughs> Thank y'all. you so much. Yeah, that was kind. And if y'all haven't um, left us a review, please do so. Five stars. If you've you know impacted your day, if you talk about things, we would love to hear from you. Um, and so. With this episode on making an impact, it's it was kind of brought to my attention. I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were talking about podcast. the podcast because one of my other friends, Cherie, listens every episode. She's like, I tune in every week. I know mm. we don't talk, but I watch it, and I appreciate y'all. And I was like, well, what would you want to talk about? Or like, what would you want us to talk about? And she was like, man, like, 
how can I give back to people? And because um, we have, the, Alexi and I did an episode a while ago about making an impact and why we think it's important and how, you know, that kind of drives a lot of the decisions that we make. Mm. But Cherie's question is, you know, <laughs> well, how can I give back? Like, what are some ways, like if, you know, I have a little bit of time, but I don't have a lot of money, like what are some things that we can do? And so that's kind of how we got to this topic today because I thought it was important. And just to touch base again, like, why is giving back important? And, you know, if you do it, like, why? Like, what do you get from giving back? I think helping other people is important because we're all in this boat together of uh, trying to make it in this world. And, you know, why wouldn't you help somebody else to be more comfortable or um, to feel better or to have some food in their stomach or whatever it may be? Um but I'm trying to think, though, like, what is a really good answer for, like, why is it important to give back specifically? Um, but going back to one of the first things that I said earlier, um, and not to make it, like, selfish about you, like, you should want to see other people do well, or, or it should, I think it should hurt you to see other people not doing well. Um, but in the cycle of receiving, in which case we all want things, we want to um, be able to eat, we want funds, material things, whatever it may be, but all of that is cyclical. And so part of the cycle of receiving and, and getting things is putting things out there too. Like the more, mm -hmm. I, sometimes like when I just spend money or do things, like it comes back because it's almost like you're, you're putting it in circulation. Otherwise it's stale. Um, and so part of it is that you do feel good when you give back. And um, the second part is it, I feel like when you're giving back, you're in a space of uh, not needing things. And if I'm in a space of not needing things, that's a good, healthy space, um, if that makes sense. So being in such a place, like, as an example, that your cup if is overflowing and you're giving from the no, overflow? No. Because I mean that, like, if I'm in a space where, oh, man, here's my food, and I don't, I don't need it, so I'm mm. good. Mm -hmm. uh, so not quite what you're saying, but I don't need it. If I can, if I go to this place and spend, you know, out some time tutoring or whatever, like I can give that time because my I'm I don't need that time. Like I'm I'm good. Like if when you don't need to put every little thing in this place and oh man, let me see how many pennies I have. And when you don't have to do that, and when you're not doing that, you're not focused on being from a place of lack. Yeah. And so to give puts you in a place of abundance because I don't have no problem giving or doing. Um, and that doesn't have to be money. That can be time. That can be, you know, your peace or your whatever. But I think it's a good sign um, of being in a place of abundance when you give. Yeah, I love that a lot. Um, I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and I say this is one of my favorite quotes all the time, but rising tides raise all ships. And so anything that I can do to make someone else's life better or to impact to make the world a little bit better, that like that's why I'm here. Like I'm not just here for personal success and to do things for myself. Like I've always just believed that my purpose is inherently tied to helping other people and seeing, you know, using all of that to do for other people. And that at the end of the day, like that is really what matters. Um, like personal achievements and stuff are cool, but we're all in this together. Um, we're all stuck at home together currently at the moment. And so for me, that's just, it's always been tied to purpose. And I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, yo, all the people in my life are purpose driven and purpose focused. Mm -hmm. And that's such a blessing because 
I don't think everybody is, and you don't have to be. You get to choose however to live your life, but the universe has blessed me that all the people mm-hmm. in my life just happen to be dedicated to helping uplift others and helping build things to help bring people up in whatever way works with their particular lives and skills and careers and things. Mm-hmm. So what are the categories and like the types of ways that you can help other people? Um, I, one I would say is time. So like mm-hmm. you were talking about tutoring, like if you have a few extra hours a week, you can do that to go volunteer. You can um, just give people your time. Like I think time mm-hmm. is one. Um, I think another one is your knowledge. Um, so your know-how, your knowledge, there's different ways that you can get that out there or teach other people. Mm-hmm. I think another one is your network. So maybe not who Lex knows, but I might know, know somebody who can help her or help her with this project or do something. So thinking about just helping connect people and different resources in your life. Mm-hmm. Also, um, your skills. So whatever your skill set is, um, you can give back by doing that thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um I was in building on that like personal experiences. So learn skills, but also maybe life skills. Like maybe you're from a particular neighborhood or area or background or have struggled with mental health. And so you have a particular set of skills that reaches other people that experiences, mm -hmm, experiences that might not. Mm -hmm. Um, You can help other people by doing for them. They're doing things for them that they may have difficulty doing or they can't do. Um, or just providing whatever resources it might be for them to get something. Um, How else can you help other people? I think you can help people directly and indirectly. Um, And so it's kind of on you and, like, assessing that um, how you can give based off of, like, what you have. And so I think maybe that's where we take the step to look at ourselves if you're interested in giving. So first of all, Um, That's a good thing Mm -hmm. if you have an interest in doing something. If you feel like there's something missing and maybe giving back or feeling like you want to make more impact is that thing, um, that's kind of who we're talking to right now. So if there's some ways you're like, man, I want to make an impact and I'm not sure how. And I don't think that's a stupid question because in the same way, like I've asked myself that where I was like, I don't want to just do some stuff just to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But like what really connects with me or where can I really uh, find a lane that works for me and that works with me. Um, and so even if you don't have a lot of money, um, Carly and I talked about some different things that you can assess or ask yourself about, which ties into the ways you can help others, apparently. Um, but ways that you can assess the resources you have to figure out what that thing could be. Yeah. Um, I think that that's so important because giving back isn't just like, sending money to the Red Cross or other nonprofits. Um, it can look like whatever you need it to look like, but I think it's even more interesting right now because traditional ways of giving back, like going to a soup kitchen possibly, and you know, helping with food Mm -hmm. or, um, donating stuff to, um, Oh man, what is the name of the Goodwill? Thank you. Uh, donating stuff to Goodwill. Like right now, a lot of people aren't accepting um, donations mm-hmm. and things just because of what's going on with the pandemic. And so just really sitting down and taking a few minutes to brainstorm, like what do I have? Like what t- do I have extra energy that I can give people or time, skills, network? We've kind of talked through some of those things. But also I would challenge you to think about what areas you're passionate about. Like if you... um you know, grew up in a foster care system, perhaps that's something that you're really interested in and giving back. And maybe that's where where you start and start to see where your resources align with what your passions are. Mm -hmm. 
but also I think that really you can look at your life in your own day to day to kind of see like what do people kind of come to you about or what is it that like you're saying you're as far as passion some people don't know what their passion is either mm. but just looking at like what are you doing with your time anyway and now um are you willing to do that with slash for somebody else as well even like whatever you do at work or whatever you're doing for work or with family members or things like that like is that something that you enjoy and if it's something that you enjoy um how you can maybe pull other people into that as well yeah, because you want it to be something that doesn't drain you, something that, you know, when you're in flow, things that you enjoy, things that light you up, things that you care about, maybe not a passion, but things that you care about or want to make a difference in. I think that that's a good place to start. And just a reminder, um, there's a food pantry in Dallas called Minnie's Food Pantry. And Cheryl, she's the woman who started it. She's amazing. Um, she was inspired to start it because whenever she first had her children, she found herself in line at a food pantry and she said it was a really dehumanizing experience and that she wanted to be able to help people who are hungry in a very real way without dehumanizing them and so at hers you walk a red carpet like you go mm -hmm. you talk to them they treat you really well like it's fun they make it this whole experience that's cool yeah and then her motto is like if you can't feed a million people feed just one and so never feel like whatever you're doing isn't enough like because anything you know matters every everyone matters mm-hmm and just to clarify, we are talking about um, opportunities like ongoing, like long term, something to commit to to give back, because I'm hoping that you all care about making an impact and like being a good person in general, like if somebody needs something. But I think if you're looking for like a regular thing to stick to, to work with, um, you know, I know people who have started their own thing. And that's awesome. But if you don't have all that time or the resources to do all that, then identifying something you can look for. Mm -hmm. is just as good. I mean, they need the support to make their programs go. They do. And even even sharing, you know, like donation links and things like that with people who might have the means to donate. So if you don't have the money, perhaps you could share it or put start putting it in all your group meetings and just talking about what the organization is and what it does. That could be a way to help them. Um, but I think it's cool right now. The pandemic has kind of force people to get a little bit more creative with ways to give back to other people. Um, and so I've seen a lot of, really cool stuff happening like in the midst of all this craziness like um, a couple organizations that like Harvard and a bunch of other schools have been putting out like free class lists and I'm not quite sure if these existed before perhaps they did mm -hmm. but putting out free class lists so when people are at home there are opportunities to learn things that you're interested in and to grow your skills um, I've seen schools putting out like buses like equipping them with Wi-Fi and putting them in neighborhoods where students typically don't have Wi-Fi so they're able to actually do their online classes and learning. And um, a lot of schools and community centers and different people, you know, being a pickup place and food banks being a pickup place for lunches because a lot of times families might not have food or, or opportunities for food right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's very interesting how, you know, as things change with um – social constructs and like community and things like that right now, how it exposes the many needs that a lot of people right around us have already. Other cool things I've seen like right now. And so, well, to go back to Lex's point about this, just exposing all of the needs in the community, I think um, our system is, is built, it's very fragile. And the people who are affected the most we're seeing right now, like um, the people, the quote unquote essential workers who work at a lot of these retail places, um, not having access to food, a lot of lower income communities, a lot of black and brown and other communities of color, 
Um, we see just a lot of needs there. And one thing that's been really inspiring for me is to see the community really come together to in a in a very real way to support these communities where where the systems have failed um, or intentionally not served. That's probably a better way to put that, like making sure that everybody's eating. So doing, you know, pools of money for groceries to make sure that elders and immune compromised and youth who don't have food or don't have money or can't go outside and work and can't do things, have access to food. Um, a lot of nonprofits and trainers and people have been doing online yoga and online workouts and mindfulness that are now free and donation based just to make sure people have access to services that they haven't had before, possibly mm-hmm. or can't reach now. So now with physical distancing, then those are the types of things that we can do now, mostly thinking about how you can be behind a screen, essentially. Mm-hmm. And thinking about on a <clears throat> on a very like broad level, challenging people to in ways where you would typically like, oh, to go into the community and teach a donation donation based yoga class like now, like you can do it online and through Zoom. But then I also wonder about the people who don't have access to Internet, um, how they're doing with all of those things. Um, Well, some other things that you can think about doing right now. So whether um, you're skill-based or um, there's something like resource that you have or know. So there's lots of ways that you can still volunteer and have impact. There is um, something called virtual volunteering that has been around for a while. And there's different websites. So even if you just Google that, there's different websites, different organizations um, that allow you to serve as a virtual volunteer. And you're given a certain amount of time to um, and it may be to tutor, and right now, so for example, people's kids at home, so you may be helping somebody by doing sessions, tutoring their kid. You may be um, making phone calls, reaching out to people um, at elderly homes. You may be helping people um, make appointments or do certain things that they may need help with. Um, so there's one way, if you want to be a virtual volunteer, it's already kind of a thing that you can help people from a distance, and you can see the different types of uh, needs that people may have. Um, she mentioned my dad earlier, like my dad would do, um, things like meals on wheels or go to the, um, what do you call the, um, the senior living homes. He'll go to there and he'll like sing or play the piano, things like that. And so now it's more so, um, having to do those things virtually. Um, but outside of that, there's also lots of opportunity to get out there if you're one of those people who is still shopping or still doing things to check in with neighbors and see if they need anything as well um, to be that person who can do more heavy lifting out and about to help those who may need to stay in. Um, what else is there? So if you have a particular set of skills, like let's say you're a marketer or even like going back to being a personal trainer and being a yoga teacher or a mindfulness instructor, you can stream online classes you can teach people how to do those things like maybe you think of like five tips that really helped elevate your career in whatever your field is and maybe releasing that in a blog or doing a vlog over it or um doing a class like a like a free mini series for people um I think it's I think it's important to share those things uh, and to help people right now also I've seen a lot of resources for writers that um there's been a lot of layoffs and other stuff happening in that, but I've also seen a lot of people like retweeting and sending out links for publications that are requesting like paid writing gigs right now. Mm-hmm. And so making sure that, you know, looking at your skill set and what areas you want to grow in and thinking about how you could help people, you know, who maybe aren't on the same level that you are or that might need just another connection. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good too, but I'm also trying to think of like the people who need help the most are people who, 
are like outside right now or mm-hmm. in different places. And so I think it's still important. Like, yeah, we can help other, you know, like your friends and, you know, people like that. But I, I think a big thing is to ask yourself who you do want to help or are discovering that as well. Like, who do you want to help? Because you may want to focus on children mm-hmm. um, or elderly people, or you may want to focus on like young professionals, um, students, or it may be homeless, et cetera. So I think that could be part of it too, like expressing like who you want to help or who you want to commit to. Um, and then looking for those opportunities around there because a lot of things have shifted, but there is still opportunity within all of those spaces. Yeah, I think I was reading an article and it was saying that calls to mental health hotlines have went up like 891 percent since this has happened. um, There's been a spike in domestic violence um, in homes. And so possibly volunteering your time to or Googling even just to see what you can do around either of those things. Like maybe it's volunteering your time with a hotline or maybe it's becoming more aware of ways to assist um, women or men in these domestic violence situations or children um, and looking at those resources that are currently out there. Because there are Mm -hmm. a lot of places that are doing the work. It does require a little bit of Googling to figure out. But there is a huge need, especially, I would say, around those two things right now, like food insecurity, homelessness, which is always a thing, um, access to health um, resources, domestic violence. And going back to stuff, um, if you have... Um, books, clothes, things that you can move through to donate. Um, some of the donation places are closed, but like we had some um, food that we were like, we're not cooking this no time soon, and just put it in a bag. And like next time we walk out, like give it to somebody. Um, I just got like some new sheet set, so it's like when you go out, just giving those to people. Um, our recyclables, there are a lot of folks that we notice come by at a certain time every day to get the recyclables and go through so they can get the change. So we just go to them and like give them our bags so they can have them. Um, so again, back to resources, it could be mm-hmm. the things that you know you have, don't need, um, and just making that a regular thing to try and clean out um, and give back to people that you know directly need it also. Yeah, I love that. And it's using using what you already have and going back to that, like that abundance, like things that you don't need that you already have. So it's not doing anything extra, especially if you don't have money or like a car aren't able to get out and do that. It's ways that you can make, you know, meaningful change like at the moment, like right now. But what causes would you say you're more likely to volunteer with or that you tend to look for? Um, a lot of mine are around children in under-resourced communities uh, mm. specifically. Um, I would also say domestic violence. Because, like, my Mm -hmm. life experience, I growing up around it, but those also tend to be children. Um, So those are are pretty much mine. So children under resourced communities. I have been trying to keep my eyes open more so around, like, the homeless population and trying to Mm -hmm. think of different ways or different organizations who are doing things that I feel like are making, like, a real impact. Like, not necessarily um, just to volunteer at, like, the kitchens or the places which are obviously important. But I just always kept digging, like, so what can kind of solve the problem or, like, what else kind of stuff could I do or get to? Um, And outside of the resource of time, money is also can you get there as well? So, like, for me, I needed something that was, like, right around where I'm at um, because I'm not about to, like, Uber all over the place to do particular things. So that, too. Um, But but I was always just looking for or trying to think of, like, what's, what's going on in the homeless population and looking for organizations or looking for things that are happening that aren't those big obvious ones where 
you know, sometimes you don't know what's really going on with that organization. Mm-hmm. And I think that just kind of comes with the territory of like, as you get bigger, like you lose some of that um, grassroots to it, et, et cetera. But also at a point that gets to um, be that, okay, I can't just say like, oh, I want to help so bad or do something. But then if there's stuff in front of you to do, like, why am I not doing it? Um, so it's nothing have really just clicked for me yet. But for me, I, I think I really, as far as volunteering, it's about people who don't have things, don't have a home, don't have food. Yeah, and what you said, the things that I tend to volunteer for or spend my time with are solution-oriented, but also help create access mm-hmm. to things. Um, and I have, like, I do, like, love building homes with Habitat for Humanity and doing all of those things, too, but really trying to be part of the um, solution in, in creating access and supporting them in very real ways, but also, like, with homelessness, like, even looking into, um, like, there's a couple organizations in downtown that are social enterprises that are very focused on helping give them, giving them resources to transition, like, like, all the way around, so, um, like, mental health resources, soft skills, physical training, but they also give them case managers and helping them connect, helping connect them to jobs and things like that to actually help instead of, like, oh, here's a shelter for a night, which is great, but also trying to empower them with the tools they need to get to where they, wherever they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, are you currently volunteering? I am. So with when the pandemic happened, um, everything that I was doing kind of came to a halt and um, took a moment to reassess. But I am volunteering with a nonprofit that is giving groceries to people every week. So mm-hmm. um, 100% of the donations raised go to these grocery bags. And in each grocery bag, it's like, two to three meals and then also um, stuff for immunity tea. And then it comes with like a recipe, like a suggestion, just in case you don't know how to cook or aren't mm-hmm. sure how to use all the fresh produce and all of those things. And then delivering them to elderly people, um, immune compromised people, and then also youth that either we know through some of the programs we've already worked in or that people will send us like information like, hey, I know a kid who needs some food. Mm-hmm. And then how did you, how long have you been working with them or why, how did you come across um, it? So I'm on the board of the organization. It's, it's called Our Own and I'm on the board for programming. So we do other programming in schools with kids and um, whenever this happened, they just wanted to continue to make a difference and one of the tenants is access to healthy foods and also education around healthier foods. And so they just, went ahead and launched the initiative. Um, and so they've been doing it, I think almost since like the week that it started since, since people, uh, our oh, like since donating, the lock-in since started? the lock-in started. Oh. Yeah. Like being able to give people access to groceries. That's really good. I, um, I haven't done any, um, ongoing consistent type of volunteer work since I've moved to Los Angeles really. And then the main things that I would do to give back are, um, working with programs like Boys and Girls Club or different mm-hmm. programs like that where I would go in and more so serve as like a resource within like my industry and within like tech and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, doing workshops with youth or helping them like start their own websites or get their ideas going and things like that. Um, I was doing a lot of stuff like that where I get called in for. Um, but I haven't been volunteering and so that's why I was looking for something because I don't think it was that I didn't think I had time or whatever, but I think that the more comfortable I've gotten with my own resources over time, the more I'm like, all right, I kind of want to actually commit to doing something now. Yeah. And I, um, I've done a bunch of, I would say seemingly random things. Like I used to volunteer at a, um, dog shelter in, mm. in Dallas and it was like half kill, half no kill. And so I would go play with the big dogs. Cause a lot of times mm. people wouldn't 
come to adopt them. And so just kind of figuring out what works best for me. But like we talked about being solution oriented and actually trying to be like make it more long, longer term, like longer serving. Um, that's how I actually came across our own because I was working with another nonprofit in after school for working with kids um, to help them. It's like a leadership program mm-hmm. where we teach them about entrepreneurship, social and emotional learning. So I was working with one and then got introduced to the other. How much time um, in your regular schedule before all of this do you spend with volunteering every week? I would say one, two, three, like five to ten hours, just depending. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, though. That's a lot of time. Do you feel like that's too much time? Um, sometimes I'm exhausted, but I, it, it always makes it worth it for me, mm-hmm. like the kids and then just the things that they say and how it impacts them. It always helps recenter me. Um, but I've gotten to where I'm able to say like, Hey, I only have like this much time this week. Whereas before I wasn't great with boundaries. Like I would just want to do all the things. Yeah. I think that's important because I'm, I'm not doing anything just to do it. And if you don't have time and if it's cutting into time where I actually need to be building up my own um, systems and things to be making money, then it's kind of, it can kind of be um, self-sabotaging yourself also because I know that as, that as I grow my work and like as I'm focused on that, that I have way more ability to give back and to do different things and even to have more time the more we grow as well. So for me, I, I don't know. I haven't been pressed about feeling like it needs to be a certain amount of time. That sounds like a lot of time. Um, the volunteering that I'm going to start doing is like four hours a week, I believe. So, I, you know, and I had to think about that. Like, man, is that a lot? I don't know. And I realized, like, if I look at my schedule, I do have time. It's mm-hmm. just about, you know, that having to be the right thing. And so going back to everything we've been discussing, I think that's why it's important that you know, you're doing something that feels good to you and it doesn't feel like a job per se or that you're doing it for the right reason. So it doesn't feel like just something that you start to resent or whatever. Um, but you do really see so many good fruits from um, helping and from giving back. And I don't know, that does feel good. Like it feels good when you see other people um feeling good and sometimes they don't appreciate it or whatever either. And so, again, you have to get your motives right. But yeah, um, yeah like people will be... People be irritable and stuff. They don't. They sometimes they don't care if you're helping them either. But um, I think that it is good to spend some time and to set a certain amount of time aside for it. Yeah, it is. And I, I, it's funny. I never like was like, okay, I'm gonna do ten hours. I never thought about it like that. It's just kind of how everything has came together. Um, but it's one of those things that I know is an investment and will only benefit me mm-hmm. in the long run. Um, but like you said, I think there is a part of it if you find yourself like wanting to do all your time but not taking care of like your your business, not handling yeah, if your you own things. Yeah, you putting in like, 10 hours of work, then it's like, well, I don't know if you yeah, should well, what are, 10 hours. Exactly. Either. So what are you doing? Um, because rising tides raise all ships. Like the more you help yourself, the more you expand that abundance and help you help other people. Mm-hmm. Like how many times can I say help in a sentence? <laughs> a lot, apparently. <laughs> Um, and then <coughs> this week, shout out. Um, I already talked about. Are we them. done? Oh, go ahead. Did you have something else? Nothing else to oh, say. Oh, see. Um, this week's shout out is our own. Um, if you want to donate, there's been 140 families served so far. 100% of the donations go to the grocery bags that we deliver every single week. And we'll put the link in there, but it's our own.life slash COVID 19. 100% of the funds go to the food that we deliver to people. We have a list of. I think now it's up to like maybe 30, 35 
families a week? Just L.A. or what is it? Um, it's all over L.A. That's a good question. It's all over L.A. So from down Hawthorne, Compton, Inglewood, View Park, like kind of all over. So if you're to looking Pasadena. for, um, not, not to take away from the shout out, but if you're looking for things to help your own community, because I know a lot of people feel like they want to help where they're from or, or where they are. Um, definitely spend some time Googling and look and see what's happening within your specific community. Um, also, sorry, I'm like throwing the extra stuff now You're at good. the end. But um, also, as a business, think about the way you can have social impact and the way you can give back. Um, I'm brainstorming like a program within my work, and then I have clients who, you know, give a percent back of everything they make back to pledge partners in the cities where people purchase their products as well, and that's a big thing for them. So um, just consider ways you can put a model into the way that you make money as well. It's another way. Um, and this week, I would love for the listeners and everybody who is paying attention to this episode um, to us and let us know where you're volunteering or what you're doing, or if you just know of um, some organizations or places who are doing something cool as well right now so we can sh- spread that and also be aware of just different opportunities um, and sharing those with other listeners as well. Yeah, I think that would be really dope. Also, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer some or to help try to guide to resources. Um, Don't think it's a stupid question. It's not. It is just a very real assessment of where you are, what you're interested in, and what you can do in this moment. Um, If you are a business and you're looking to do it, uh, corporate social responsibility, but also social enterprise, um, looking up those two things. Um, I was a social entrepreneur at USC and in like their school for social entrepreneurship. And it's so many cool resources and examples of companies. So if you are really impact focused and you're trying to think of how to work that into your business model or into what you're doing, like there's just really great case studies of and examples of people doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And then our question for this week, at what point are we good enough? Um, we are good enough when we accept ourselves. Mm. That's the point that you're good enough. I like that. Uh, sweet, simple, to the point. Mine is, at what point are we good enough? We are good enough when you decide you're good enough. Because that's not something that anybody can tell you. Is that the same thing? Pretty kind much. <laughs> but well, I guess that's, the, <laughs> guess that's the one answer to that. <laughs> at what point are you good enough? Yeah, mm-hmm. you just have to accept reality. I think um, we don't look at the present and we're looking at all these other things. And when you accept the reality of what's happening in this moment or who you are right now and what you're doing, um, I mean, like, what else What else is there? You, you're good enough if you think you are. If you don't Boom. think you are, you're not. Boom. Boom. How about them apples? That's that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for wanting to help other people and give back. Let us know how you're doing that. And we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.